Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. What's going on, everybody? Happy Sunday night. It's another time for a fantastic edition of the... I love it. I love it. I'm never getting rid of it because it's fun to watch every week. Well, glad to have you guys back. I know last week it was just Sean and I, um, but it was a lot of fun. But we got the whole crew here. Uh, some fun topics to discuss. Um. I'm Tim Daniel, as always, with my crew, uh, Mr. Sean Mackey. Who day, sir, to you? Who day, man? Who day? Oh, Lord. <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah, I got, I got to give a who day. I'm not, even, I'm not even gonna hate. You know what I mean? Oh, whoa! It's, Getting a who day from Ben Brown. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Hey, I'll say this, man. Like, of course, being a local local guy, like it's pretty cool to see them have a little run. It's, it's, it's been neat, and they've been playing well. So. Uday. Yeah. Plus we earned it. Everyone else can piss yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us, my man hundred grand himself, Mr. Ben Brown. What's good, everybody? Um, you know, with all the NFL playoffs, man, the hoops hoops basketball, NBA basketball still hot and heavy. Uh we've got some good teams making some runs. We've got some contenders having some issues. Uh so there's a lot to talk about. Um, and I'm ready to get into it. Absolutely. And of course, Ben, if you could please do the honors. Oh, my man, my brother, my ace buku, my number one, Joshua Odellis, Forellis, Montellus, Overzealous, Hayes. What's good, my brother? What's good, man? I guess it's a who day in the AFC here on out, man. There you go. I just want to give a shout out to my boy, Joe Burr. As that's, Joe that's the. Burr. That's, that's, the tip. that's the one guy I, that's the one guy that I will cheer for from here on out. My man Shiesty. Joe, Joe Shiesty. <laughs> out here throwing darts to Jamar Chase. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited to be here. I was in downtown Cleveland last night watching the Bengals win and went to Rocket Mortgage, went to see the Cavs play the Thunder. That was neat. Picked up my rookie Evan Mobley jersey. So Ooh, had the rock number four okay. today. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. I'm down with it. I'm down with Never it. thought I'd buy another Cavs jersey again in my life, but, you know, Mobley, you got to get one. He's a bad dude. Um, and I'm going to reference one of the fouls we had in that game here later in the show. Um, but first, I want to kind of get into this because we've seen this past week, this recent trend of hard fouls in the NBA. Uh, starting, you know, on, what was it, Thursday, Taylor Horton Tucker hits Jalen Suggs pretty hard. Um, which we got right here. You see he pulls him down pretty hard. And then just last night when I am in Cleveland, we see Lou Dort give Kevin Love an elbow, which really I think Kevin Love more kind of sold really more than it was an issue. Let's just watch it again, gentlemen. Yeah, I mean. You know, oh, that was there, a sell. Okay, Love, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a sell. <laughs> But the biggest one, obviously, everyone's talking about, and rightfully so, is this one right here, where Alex Caruso is going for a fast break, and Grayson Allen does Grayson Allen things. Mm. And then, no apologies needed for him, apparently. Alex Caruso then finds out, breaks his, his a fractured wrist, and will be reevaluated six to eight weeks after surgery. So really, if he doesn't have surgery till next week, we're now looking at, like, that immediately adds at least a week. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, and you're when, look, yeah, you're looking more eight to ten, which is right around playoff time, which is not great to get him back at that time to no. get him tra- back in rhythm. Also, you have well, Alonzo Ball out. Mm-hmm. So, the thing I want to uh, kind of mention here, look, Sean, go ahead, what, are you, are you there? Yeah, you can go ahead. 
Oh, I was just saying, you know, the Bulls, it just keeps adding on to their problems. And, and their, uh, their social media today posting with yeah. Grayson Allen eating a donut. Like, whoa, that's a dick move. Yeah, yesterday they did that. Yeah, dick move. Yeah, I was wondering dick if that move. was like scheduled. Yeah, I, I was wondering if that pulled, was like a scheduled tweet that they didn't fix. It had to be because they pulled it down awful quick too. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, probably because they found out that Caruso broke his wrist. And they probably like, oh, that's not a good look. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so, and then did you see today? So they announced that Grayson Allen gets a one-game suspension, which is poor shit. Um, and the Bucks go, we disagree with the suspension. We support Grace, and we look forward to him joining us in New York. Which mm-hmm. I've never hated the Bucks. I've never had issues with the Bucks, But now, I don't want them to win another title ever again. Yeah, they're the, they're the bad boys now. The bad boy bucks. Yeah. 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 I, you yeah. know, I, like, I know that, uh, I know a long time. I know a lot of times we long for the good old days of hard fouls and eighties basketball, but the last thing you want to see is anybody get hurt. Um, you know, like I said, I, I was watching that as the game was going on. Uh, I saw Crusoe going to the back and I was like, ah, I didn't see, of course I didn't see it was Grayson Allen. But I'm like, usually a guy going to the basket like that, you try to undercut, like just try to get in front of him, try to mess his layup up or whatever. Um, Grayson Allen is not known as a shot blocker. I don't know what he was trying to do unless he was just like, I'm just not going to give this, you know, give this guy an easy layup. Um, uh, I believe Grayson Allen had the turnover that was leading to the layup. So I don't know if it was a, yeah, I'm mad. I'm going to go, I'm going to go make a play on Caruso. Um, I, I would hope that was not his intention as far as 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 uh, Caruso getting injured. Uh, but Grayson Allen's track record um, as a whiny baby, uh, you know, tripping guys and kicking people. Um, he's got that spoiled rich kid like, no, that's my ball. No, that's like he's got that kind of attitude. So for him to do that and to see oh, he went to do Duke, that is what you're saying. Cor- right. <laughs> That's all you had to say, Ben. Listen, listen, I was trying to skirt around all that, but you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, you know, you see him, he's done things like this in the past. Like, I don't, I would hate to think that he was doing this on purpose. However, once again, his spoiled brat attitude caused somebody else now to lose uh, the last one fourth of their season going into the playoffs. Against a highly, uh, you know, a team that was right there that would be a competitor for the Bucks in the Eastern Conference, you know, and on top of that, now it's, you know, you got Lonzo down, you got Levine down, now you got Caruso. Like, like, I hate to see that uh, as we were talking about before because you guys know, I mean, I'm 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 an Eastern Conference guy, you know, I'm an Eastern, I'm a Central Division guy with me at my Pacers and things like that. But it was really fun watching the Bulls when they were healthy and playing good basketball. It was literally two, two, two and a half weeks ago. We were talking about a nine-game win streak. They're the hottest team in basketball. DeRozan's the MVP. Now, granted, he's still getting buckets. But, you know, to see these injuries start to pile up um, and and definitely see Caruso go down like that, uh, which, you know, like I said, if – Grayson's Allen, if Grayson Allen's track record wasn't so bad uh, for being a D bag, um, <laughs> you know, I, I would say it wasn't on purpose, but it, it makes you feel like he he had bad intentions when he went up to do that. So um, I, I don't know. I, you know, the other fouls, like, like we said, the phantom foul on, on love. I just think that I just think love didn't like the elbow, which that's okay. I, I don't think that was too crazy. Um, I just don't like seeing athletic guys in the air and other guys either pushing them or grabbing them or or thinking you're, you know, preventing a layup or whatever and, and something bad happening. You know, the THT foul I thought was was pretty ugly as well. So I, I don't know. I, I just think see, I just don't like that. I thought the, I thought the Tucker foul was I, I, for the first time I saw it, I thought he blocked him. Like I thought it was a clean block the first yeah. time I saw it until I saw the replay. And yeah. I didn't think there was anything malicious about it at all. Right. I just think that, you know, just the way the rules are set up now, like that's now considered a flagrant. And I think he even got a, did he get a flagrant two? One. Oh, he only got a flagrant one? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I know, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, like, if that foul would have happened, like you said, two guys would have squared up and started throwing punches, and neither one of them would have got All ejected. Right. So, um, I'm with you, Ben, though. Grayson Allen, like, any time that something happens to him that's sketchy, like, I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt at all. No, no it is. Here's the other thing about it. If you look at his record of stuff, like, I know, I'm, you know, between all the Duke stuff with the tripping and he has the one, like, meltdown where he's crying on the sideline. Like, he just can't mm-hmm. help himself. Like, sounds a lot like Vontez Perfect in the NBA, basically. Like, is what right. it sounds like. Um, and, you know, and the unfortunate part about it is Grayson Allen wasn't Caucasian. He'd be labeled a thug. And look yeah. at all the stuff he does. Agreed. So, yeah, that's the thing but- that's, like, really irritating. Here, but here's the other thing. So, like, and I'm, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm as pissed as anybody about this because I love Alex Caruso to death. Right. But has Grayson Allen done this at all in the NBA yet, or just in college? Yes, actually, literally, okay. like last week, okay. they played, they played the Bucks. I mean, they played uh, the Grizzlies, and he had a pretty hard foul on John Morant. Yeah, um, he did. I remember okay. that. He got okay. kicked out of a, he got kicked out of a summer league game, like okay. in his first year for for a hard foul. Yeah, um, I didn't really know so, what his track record was, right. you know, since he's gotten to the NBA. I mean, I I remember him. He's you know, the, the Duke stuff is obviously very notorious, but you know, I haven't really been paying very much attention to Grayson Allen in the NBA. I'll be honest with you, he's he's a good player when he's not you know being a bitch, but <laughs> <laughs> he's played well this year. Honestly, he's had yeah, a really he good has, year. He has, he has, he has. Yeah, he's but... had a good year. It's just, you know, it's 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 the crybaby mistakes uh, of uh, that. That's what gets him in trouble. So so here's the thing. So say this wasn't Alex Caruso. Let's say that this foul was on LeBron James and he broke his wrist. Um, what would the penalty be then? I bet it would be different. Oh, he'd never play basketball again. Yeah, I, I would agree <laughs> well, with that. Yeah. Well, then, would be yeah, a well, game. That's, well, that's – I mean, but but you look at someone like Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso is the heart and soul of the Chicago Bulls. You know, it's kind of bullshit when you think about it. But I oh, guarantee, I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he, if he does that on a star player – Let's say John Morant breaks his wrist, you know, even him, you know, um, well, maybe not him as much because he's playing for the Grizzlies, but like a team that's going to actually draw viewers in during playoff time, uh, you know, the Lakers, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, you know, obviously he plays with them, but you know, somebody, Kevin Durant, someone like that, that's going to bring viewership to the NBA. You hurt one of those guys. I guarantee you he's out for several weeks. Guarantee it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like the, I don't like the one game. Um, you know, because it's all up left up into interpretation. But this guy's going to miss at least eight weeks. Now we we're we're, we're he's going to miss eight weeks of his season because you went up and thought you were a shot blocker or, or you're trying to deny a layup or whatever, and you you know you maliciously foul a guy. Um, you know I I just don't think that's fair. Now I'm not saying he should be suspended eight weeks, but you know three games, four games. I just don't think one game is enough uh, for the loss of Caruso. Yeah. Also, side note for the ballerness of it is that Caruso stayed in the game and beat Giannis on a jump ball. Mm-hmm. With a fractured wrist. That's pretty Kind cool. of baller. That is. That is. Yeah. He's a tough dude. Pretty baller. He is, man. Uh, so we'll kind of keep the topic uh, topics going here. This is one that came out earlier in the week, um, and I've been dying to do a show talk about because we have talked about this all year. Um, so Lakers coach Frank Vogel is now on a game-to-game basis uh, for his job. Uh, the Lakers are now 23 and 24. Um, so then we can update because they just lost the heat. So we talked about this a lot, and when this came out um, – Josh, Ben, and I, we had a pretty lengthy text about this for like an hour, I feel like, that mm-hmm. morning. We did. About just like how the odds were just completely stacked against him This for this whole thing. And it, it goes back to um, not just the Westbrook trade, but it's okay. You know, Palenka goes and gets – Dwight was a good move. I mean, Dwight, when he in his role that he has done, he's played well. Mm-hmm. Carmelo was a good move. Mm-hmm. Um, Malik Monk was a good move. But – 
you know, they signed Kendrick Nunn to be the backup point guard. He doesn't play a single game. He has a bone bruise that I guess like is going to make his leg get decapitated the way it sounds. Um, <laughs> they, bring in, they bring in Trevor Ariza. Like you can stop guys defensively, right? No, no. He hey, not since 2012. Yeah. <laughs> they pick Alex Caruso. I mean, they pick Taylor Horton Tucker over Alex Caruso. Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And it's just like, not to mention, obviously, the big one is the Westbrook trade, which at times has just been total disastrous. Anthony Davis has been hurt this year for the most part. Um, I know that's nothing new for like most for the time of place, but it's like the fact that it's he's the one being blamed for the fact that this team sucks. Um, with like he's playing the cards that were dealt him, it's just unbelievable to me. It's just mm-hmm. like so fast. We've talked about this, we said this, like when we talked about this when we had um J- uh, Jabari Smith on. Uh, just not Jabari Smith. That's the player for uh, Davis. for Auburn. Yeah, Jabari right. Davis. Thank you, thank you, Josh. Uh, shout out Jabari Davis. That's our guy. Uh, we talked about the fact that like when this all is like comes to a head, Frank Vogel is the one that's going to have to like be the scapegoat, and mm-hmm. that's that's going to happen. So like, truthfully, by the time we end this podcast, I don't know if he'll be the coach of the Lakers because they lost tonight to Miami. Um, but I don't think he's been perfect. I think he has made some costly decisions. But again, he's playing the cards that are dealt. Like he, you know, it's it's unbelievable. You know, I, you know what move what moved to me. I think, um, and I don't think we mentioned this yet. Talking about the Lakers all year, the move that they probably should have made that they didn't make was trading for Kyle Lowry. And um, that piece last alone, year, yeah, last year, like they they had that option, and obviously their their Westbrook is is sitting on their on their roster instead. Uh, that's the guy that they went after. But I really feel like Kyle Lowry seems like he's kind of like that dirty guy that, you know, he gets up in you in defense, kind of, kind of, kind of the guy that, that he would need as a, as a player that would kind of help the defensive uh, struggles that they've been having. And that's a guy that never went after. And I never knew why. And then you see yeah. him go down to Miami. Um, I think he's hurt right now, but you see him down in Miami. And like every time he's played, he's been consistently decent. You know, yeah. this, is, this is what we expect from Kyle Lowry. He, he does what he does. And yeah. that's a huge thing for the Lakers. Um, and then all those mid-level deals they made with the guys who aren't playing, like you said, they just got a reason back. And none's not even seen the floor yet, I don't think. And if he has, it's been very minimal. And, like, they were expecting for these guys no, to contribute. They're, they're expecting these guys to contribute, like, and they haven't, like, at, at all. And then you put all your you put all your stock in LeBron and Anthony Davis and – you know, Ben, we can go ahead and let you talk about your boys and his nickname out here. Oh, street, street clothes. clothes. <laughs> Anthony Data Davis, guys. Yeah, Anthony Street Clothes Davis. <laughs> Thank you, Charles Barkley. So, so you're yeah. right. Vogel, Vogel's, um, if it does happen, man, I, I feel bad. And, and I'm sure he'll end up somewhere else next year. Um, it, it's, it just sucks that that he's the one that has to take the, the accountability for what's going on because – you know what my hot take is? I think he's at the point where he wants to be fired. I think he's like, you know what? Sure. To hell with you guys. You guys gave me this. So fire yep. me. I won yep. you a title. Peace out. Absolutely, Tim. And you brought that up in our text thread that that I do think he wants to be out of there. I think he I mean, I think he wants to be a head coach, but he knows that he's up against it. And mm-hmm. we've talked about this a thousand times. This team was designed for Anthony Davis to be the man, and he has not been there. Tonight, He's not the man. He's not. Right. Like, listen, like tonight, LeBron played 40 minutes was, <laughs> and had 33 points and 11 rounds. He played 40. I didn't look at the box score yet. Oh my God. Like, like LeBron wasn't coming into the season to play 40 minutes. That's probably part of the reason why he brought Westbrook in. Not realizing that Westbrook couldn't fit into what they were trying to do, just thinking that having another All Star, he's not. He wasn't designed this year to play forty minutes. He's not going to. I mean, he's LeBron. I'm never going to doubt him. But he wasn't. He wasn't planning on playing forty minutes. He was planning on having Anthony Davis have thirty three points and eleven rebounds, and him have you know twenty four points, nine rebounds, six assists, playing thirty four minutes. He he. This this whole Anthony Davis thing has thrown a wrench into everything that's gone on. Let me ask you this, Ben. Let me ask you this real quick. LeBron with 33 points and 11 rebounds. 
in 40 minutes. The Lakers were 11 of 40 from three-point range. Yep. LeBron he was, was one for eight. He was one for eight. So my question is, are these minutes starting to take take on a wear and tear on his body where these, these long-range jump shots are fatigued where he can't consistently knock them down? It has to. He's 37. <laughs> He's 37 years old. Are we – like, I'm not – I'm not ever going to doubt LeBron, but he's 37. I'm 37. <laughs> like, it has to be. It has to be wearing a. Not only that, but the 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 constant struggle of losing. LeBron is not immortal. As much as we want to think he is, he's not. So he knows the clock on winning championships is starting to close. Anthony Davis is there. He's supposed to be the guy carrying the team. LeBron is supposed to be in the support role. Then that takes more off Westbrook. Then it lets guys like Carmelo do what they do. Carmelo's playing 25 minutes, which is fine. But, you know, he's only he took eight shots tonight. Malik Muff only took six. So do they like, make a move? Like these do they guys make a are move? supposed to, you know, do what's that? Do they make that? a move before the All-Star break? Do they make a move for the trade deadline? I'm sorry. Who, but who, who, the, who goes who? where and with what? Westbrook? My, who who Westbrook wants his ass? Westbrook for so, Wall. That was brought up again that that's a possibility. It was like <laughs> there was it was brought up. There's a possibility of a Westbrook Wall trade again where the Rockets would just flat out cut Westbrook. Buy him out. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. So wow. what Josh is saying has literally been discussed this week. Um because wow. here's, my here's what I'm saying. When when Davis comes back, which which will be soon. Uh, you're talking a week or two. He should be back, or they might. Yeah, he's, he was questionable offense. tonight. He was came back tonight. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're they're Barely. gonna get in a play-in game. They're gonna. I still say this is a scary team when they have all their pieces. It doesn't matter what's going on right now. I'm saying when they have healthy Anthony Davis, LeBron, Westbrook, and all those pieces to string together some wins in the playoffs. Like it just because they all have done it before they've all played USA basketball. They've all been in the, like, it's still scary as much as we're watching them lose right now. And as much as there's dysfunction, like that is sc- still a scary team that you have to play in a seven game series. I, I, I mean, I, I would agree with that, but here, here's the issue that they have. Even getting Anthony Davis back, which, which I think will be huge. You're you're still relying on guys like Trevor Ariza, <laughs> Kent Bazemore, Kent Bazemore, Avery Bradley. Like, they took Kent Bazemore out of the rotation. They're like, like no, that's enough. Like, <laughs> like you, you're, yeah. I mean, it didn't that that didn't last very long. You know what I mean? But but these are guys that he brought in, thinking that they were going to give him quality quality minutes, like we talked about before. Malik Monk, I think I think should be on the floor more. I think he gives you athleticism. He gives you an outside shooting touch. He's he can do different things. Tht should be playing more. Like like to me, Avery Bradley should not play more minutes than Tht or Monk. Avery Bradley played thirty one minutes tonight. Why? You know who I really like on that team, and I never thought I would like him as much as I do is Austin Reeves. I thought it was yeah. like he's probably going to be your typical G League back and forth guy. Yeah, and but he like, got nine. Oh minutes no, he tonight. he can he can play. He can score. Yeah, but he got nine minutes. Because you want to play Trevor Reza. <laughs> and Avery Bradley. And Avery Bradley. Like, what are we doing? And then go on the other side of the box score. What did Jimmy oh. Butler do tonight? Oh, a triple-double. Triple double. A triple-double. But, but, but you got to think about this, guys. Maybe this is like Vogel's last stand. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to throw an Avery Bradley. Yeah. I want to <laughs> get fired tonight. I want to get fired tonight. I'm going to get I'm gonna get paid for the rest of the year. I can go home and get out of this shithole. You know? Yeah. That, that you might know, be I... exactly what he's thinking at this point. Because, you know... I, Every day, there's a report. He's coaching for his job tonight. He's coaching for his job tonight. That's terrible. Could you imagine going to your job and saying, you better do a good job today or else you're going to get fired? fired. <laughs> it's terrible. Could you imagine? If they had lost to Orlando day, on Friday, <laughs> they had lost to Orlando on Friday, he would have been able to go to Disney World oh, yeah. and have, have his best time. Absolutely. He would have lived uh, his best life. Yeah. So no to doubt. further off Josh's question um, – I kind of think they're going to pack it in. Um, I know it's the Lakers, but they they have to look at the writing on the wall. There's no move they can make that can make them a title contender right now. Um, I just I don't see a situation where it's like they you know 
the guy, the best fit for them would have been Miles Turner, and he's hurt. And I, you know, yeah. apparently the Pacers are asking a lot for him, and the Lakers don't have the assets. Um, yeah. Jeremy Grant, that's not happening. I mean, the Lakers have nothing they can get the Pistons for Jeremy Grant. Right. You know what and I mean? That's so it's like, like that's a good point. That's the corner they back themselves in. You got so many non-disposable assets that nobody wants your trash. So now, yeah. you, so now you're stuck. <laughs> Yeah, and Malik Monk played himself out of that contract. He's not going to be a Laker next year. Someone's no. going to oh, throw gosh, him yeah. throw a lot of money at him. He's Absolutely. not he's not playing for the middle next year. Nope, not a chance. Um, you know, so and West, Westbrook has that player option, so it's just a nightmare. And you know, the point of all of this is, um, I think Vogel did really whatever he could with this roster. Um, and look, he won a title with these guys and well, with the Lakers. I should say in twenty and uh, the bubble in twenty. Last year, that team was really good, and you know they got they had just the ultimate string of bad luck, like the Bulls are having now. Yeah. Um, you know it happens. He's a he's a really good coach. I mean, you know, Ben, you know just as well as any of us on this panel Absolutely. how good he is of a coach. So, um, yeah. So I thought he could get these guys to buy into playing defense. I was very stupid, apparently. Yeah. Um, we picked him to go under though. <laughs> we did pick them to go under on our, our Western conference over under. So yeah. we at least got that going for us, but we said slight <laughs> under cause they were like 49 wins. So we were kind of wrong, but kind of right. But like, it's not a buyout market. Yeah. You know, we're about to talk about the suns here in a second. That's the buyout market now. Yeah. That's the place to be. Um, so let's talk about that. I'm tired of talking about the negativity guys. Let's talk about some <laughs> this awesome Phoenix Suns team that's yet to lose 10 games. Chris Paul and Devin Booker have been awesome. Chris Paul, you can break a case as in the MVP candidacy. Um, you know, Devin Booker has been freaking tremendous, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, DeMar DeRozan's getting all this credit right now, and rightfully so, for, like, bringing, like, this mid-range style back to basketball. Booker does that, too, and he's so good at it. Um, you know, they're they're 36-9. and nine. They've won nine of the last 10. They've won six in a row. Um, this is obviously a fantastic basketball team. And Sean's bench god, who we're going to have in the next segment, is just like a total like plug and play. Our system works so well. We can just throw guys in there. Rex Chapman might be coming off the bench for the Suns next week, guys. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Rex <Wrecks> effects. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like we've talked about you know, we've talked about the Bulls a lot this year. We talked about the Cavs. We've talked about the Nets. And we've talked about the we've talked about the Suns. We've talked about the Warriors. But, you know, we got to give these dudes their flowers because what they're doing yeah. right now. Um, I believe we're gonna have a finals rematch at this point. Um, I think we'll see another Suns uh, Bucks. But right now I really, really feel like the Phoenix Suns gotta be the betting favorite to win the title. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Go ahead, Sean. Well, I mean, Devin Booker has just been playing out of his mind lately. Oh, my God, um, dude. Yeah, he has been phenomenal. I mean, we we knew this when he was on bum teams, that he was way better than he was on bum teams. When you put a perennial greatest player of all time type type point guard and, and Chris Paul on a roster like this and you have DeAndre Ayton, um, who, you know, I don't know. He might – is he going to be there next year? I don't know. Um you put those two guys with Devin Booker. You got a you got a, a classic center, a classic point guard, and Mikel Bridges, man. Like we don't talk enough about him. I was either. gonna bring him up. God, mm-hmm. he's so good. He's he so, would average so good. he would average twenty nine a game on like, the Magic. On the Magic, yeah. he'd be incredible. But Absolutely. he's like, no, I want to win here, and I can help you guys play defense. But but like you said, it's the it's the plug and play of this bench. All these guys are outcasts from other teams, like <laughs> Cameron Payne, Bismack Biombo. JaVale McGee, who's made who's who's done well lately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Love Frank Kami- Frank Kaminsky, like what is I mean, he ha- he hasn't played. Has is he still is he still with them? Hey, he is. Frank he is. The tank, baby. Okay. He's hurt. Frank the he's, Tank was balling when he was healthy. He was Arnold's balling. Cousin yeah. Arnie, Frank the Tank yeah. Kaminsky. He only he only he only played nine games this year, but you know, he did well on that. So it's like they're able to plug and play so many people on this roster Jaylen and be able Smith. to get it. Jalen Smith, another Cameron Johnson. So um, oh, I love you know, Cam Johnson. Yeah, Cam Johnson yeah. too. So it, you've got all these good players, and Javale McGee's already won a title, so he's he brings that he brings that kind of veteran championship pedigree that you want from a guy. Chris Paul hasn't, but you know he's one of the all time greats. So one of the greatest point guards of all time. So, and also, how old is Chris Paul? Thirty five. Thirty six. 
36? I mean, how? This is like, remember, remember, like, I don't know, like 12, 13 years ago when Grant Hill went out to Phoenix and like he had like had all that 15 years ago and he had all that longevity. They took Shaq out there. Shaq made an all star team. I don't know what it is. In <laughs> the Phoenix, Phoenix Lazarus pit, baby. The, the Phoenix Lazarus pit. They've got they've got so many players like that that they're just able to to rejuvenate and and I'll be honest with you I mean when Cameron Payne was in Chicago I mean it was it was widely regarded that we he did hated not want, him. well he didn't belong in the league like yeah he, we literally were like this guy can't play he can't play he did not belong in the league and somehow some way he is a relevant player a good relevant player yeah on the best team in the NBA right now and yeah they're they are the finals favorites right now um I. I don't, I don't know who in the wet besides the Warriors, maybe, but you know, I think Phoenix has everything. They have that. They, they've already been there once. Uh, don't count them out. I think people are just, I think people are sleeping on them, which is stupid. Yeah. On the Warriors? No. Okay. Got gotcha, last gotcha. year. I can't put down. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people, uh, you know, they kind of thought it was a fluke last year. It's not a fluke. This team's great. So if yeah. you look at right now, um, just kind of looking at what the playoff seating would look like. So obviously they'll get the highest seed from the play-in. So Lakers, War- uh, Lakers, Wolves, Clippers, Blazers. Um, you know, decent um, point guard matchup there. They get to the second round, and they're playing the one of the four five. So that's the Jazz or the Mavericks. And so you're, okay, you either get Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, or you get Luka. That's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And on the other end of that, you play the winner. If say if you get through that, you play the winner of two three, which is Golden State Memphis. So you either get Chris Paul versus Steph Curry in a best of seven, or Chris Paul versus John Morant in a best of seven. Mm-hmm. And sign me the hell up for all of that because Absolutely. I will watch every night. I know we'll have our group text just flying with stuff during yeah. those nights. I that sounds so fun, man. Yes, it does. Hey, to, yeah. to, to piggyback yeah. on what Sean was saying, um, doing some research, I just saw that Mikel Bridges has the third best odds right now to win Defensive Player of the Year. That's how Fine much he's been bigs. balling on. That's that's how much he's been balling on defense. Well, Draymond was number one for a while, and he slipped because he got hurt. Yeah. So you're looking at Rudy and Giannis, and then Bridges. Hot take: I'm sick of Rudy Gobert winning Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I'm, I'm over sick of it. it. Yeah, I'm over it for sure. But no, yeah. Sean brings up a good point, man. The thing that makes Phoenix uh, makes them so credible to win the championship is their depth, man. Like all those guys that they can bring in and interchange. Sean brought up a great point. You know, guys like Landry, Shamit, campaign, mm-hmm. like like guys like that that they just bring in and, and they, they JaVale McGee. I mean, yeah, they just play their roles. Like they they do a great job of just playing their roles, yeah. coming in, doing what they're supposed to do. Man, I wonder who um, it was that they, that, that modeled that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, where they learn that from? It's cool because their stars are stars. You know what I mean? Like Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Aiden, like their their stars play like stars. And and I think them getting a taste of it last year, you know, like I'm not coming off my Golden State pick because I feel like they'll get hot at the right time. But Mm. um, Phoenix is Phoenix is incredible. Yeah, um, they are. When Chris Paul retires or leaves Phoenix, I do see Devin Booker winning a scoring title in his future. I think he could do it with Chris Paul. I still really feel that way. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it's going to happen. I just look at the fact that Chris Paul helped James Harden win an MVP. Um, mm-hmm. And just all the stuff he set him up for during that year. I'm like, that could definitely be Booker. Booker well, it wouldn't to, like, shock me. It would not no. shock me. If they finish with the best record in the NBA, if Devin Booker's up there for the MVP, like he's playing that well. Yeah. So we'll use this to segue to our bench gods, and Sean will go up first because he actually has a Phoenix son and Bismack Biombo, the hardship signing that has made things happen for the Suns. Yeah, look at these numbers here. This is just fantastic. 17 points and 14 rebounds versus the Suns versus the Spurs on the 17th and 21 points and 13 rebounds versus the Pacers. Now, Pacers haven't been the best lately, but regardless of circumstance, this is a guy, this is just another great example of a guy that someone has has written off and they're able to get value out of because he's able to come in, he knows his role, 
and he's doing well. So it's, you know, this is a guy that I never thought we would actually bring up in, in bench gods because he's, <laughs> you start looking Look at through his screen. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, this is, this is fantastic work here. So, but yeah, I think uh, this is, this is just uh Phoenix suns looking for diamonds in the rough. Got another one guys. I love it, man. Awesome. I love me some Bismack Biombo. I don't even know why I've always liked Bismack Biombo, but it's that Toronto have. series. Yeah, man. When he was yeah. like, the, they played the Cavs and they put him on uh, Kevin Love. It was like, yeah. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. See, Benny, I got you up here. You went with uh, Mr. Caleb Martin of the Miami Heat. Yeah, absolutely, man. Caleb Martin uh, tonight versus the uh, Lakers. He had 15 and two rebounds. Uh, was five and nine from the field and two for two from three point range. So uh, he's actually just playing really well. Um, I, I, you know, I don't get a chance to watch a whole lot of Miami Heat games, uh, but the games that I've caught, he's he's come off the bench in the last week, week and a half, and played really well. Um, you know, sixteen points and seven rebounds versus Sixers on the fifteenth, and twenty six points, which was a which was a, a a big help. For them to beat the Trailblazers and eight rebounds uh, on the 19th. So, uh, Caleb Martin says, like I said, he's been playing really well. Um, it's just one more weapon for the Miami Heat uh, and another shooter that helps them uh, be able to win games. Yeah, here's the dunk though. Yeah, that dunk right there. That was yeah. That was shiesty. That was shiesty mm-hmm. love right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I loved him at Nevada. And I really think Nevada was the sole purpose that he became a good basketball player because he played for Eric Musselman. Mm-hmm. And um, Eric Musselman, I'm a thousand percent certain, did co- does cocaine before games um, <laughs> because of like he is just like the energy level that man has for like he's doing like defensive slides like on the sidelines. Like he's that kind of dude. Like he's he he is a he is a basketball lifer for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joshua, we have for you. The only clip I could find was one kind of cool, like pass he received from Stephen Adams, but I liked it. it. Was uh Brandon Clark of the Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah, um, you know, for me, um, the Grizzlies have had two, I think, double-digit win streaks this year. The spot and, ooh, um, I really feel like, you know, we had talked about this guy. Um, a long time ago, like how he never fit with the Grizzlies. And then it seemed like this year he, he kind of found his niche and found his his spot in the roster. And now he's that guy off the bench that's given him, you know, decent minutes, good production. And uh, he's double digits four out of the last five games. So I thought it'd be time to give him a shout out. I like it, man. Yeah, I think, I mean, he's obviously been huge for that team. Um, was in the same draft as John Morant. He was like the later first round guy. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously it was a huge part of that Gonzaga team with Rui. And so, yeah, they were awesome. By the way, super happy to see Rui playing NBA basketball again. Yeah, really, I, almost, really happy. Yeah. I almost picked Rui just for him being back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Yeah, that team's cool kind of fun. That. Yeah. I've never rooted for the Wizards in my life. I never really necessarily – I never really liked them. But they're like a fun roster when you look at them, like Gafford, Beal, Kuzma – you know, yeah, it was, like a, it was like a week ago. I, it was funny to watch um, Caldwell Pope and Harold go from fighting one night to yeah, uh, Pope throwing Harold oop like to win the game, and they're like celebrating on the court together. <laughs> I was like cracking up laughing, like brotherly love, man, brotherly love. Yeah, exactly. All right, our last bench god here. I went um, with a guy who had a really good performance the other night, and truthfully, by the sounds of things, doesn't sound like he's in the future plans of the Charlotte Hornets. So it could be a guy you could see at the trade deadline being moved. And that is uh, P.J. Washington. Uh, on Friday against the Thunder, had a 20.6 rebound performance. Uh, he's been a huge contributor while they've been winning. They've won seven of their last eight. And he has done his thing for these guys. So uh, I wanted to make sure I gave P.J. some love. One of my favorite prospects from his draft. Um, so also from the John Morant draft, weirdly enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I wanted to do this segment with you guys because I think we've talked, you know, we talk about legacies and stuff like that all the time. There's actually another guy I thought of that I didn't do a slide for. I'm going to ask about at the end. Um, but we're going to do a little thing here. We discuss kind of some of the, some current players with their hall of fame legacies. And Oh my God, what asshole put that font together? That is hard to read. Oh my God. My eyes hurt. 
I am so sorry, guys. That is terrible. Man. I, had, I was in the car for a long time today, so we're just going to give me some slack here, all right? Um, oh, no, you're good, bro. You're good. So the, the reason I want to do this because, you know, when I was up in Cleveland seeing my, my wife's family, her uncle and I had a conversation about, like, current players and, like, what does the Basketball Hall of Fame mean anymore? Um, I laugh all the time at the fact Mitch Richmond's in, and I think it's unbelievably stupid that he is. But, you know, Chris Webber just got in and guys like that. So we want to kind of go through some current guys and kind of talk about, like, how you guys feel about their legacies, their resumes, and if you feel they're Hall of Fame worthy. Um, and the first thing that came up, of course, just when I was up there, was uh, Kevin Love, you know, from his time at Minnesota and Cleveland. Uh, was in the Final Four of UCLA, has an NBA title, has an Olympic gold medal, two-time All-NBA, five-time All-Star, uh, 2011 Most Improved Player. Um, how do you guys want to do this? Is you, do you want to like kind of go to the round table and then I'll go last, or like is there? Do you have a go, preference? Go round table. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sean, we'll go with you first. Do you think Kevin loves the Hall of Famer with his current resume, or do you think he needs to add more? Absolutely. I think that Kevin okay. Love is 100% a Hall of Famer. Uh, incredible resume for him. Obviously, he's dropped off a lot over the last couple of years, and a lot of his best years were squandered in Minnesota, but he made up for it with the title. He's a five-time All-Star. He's a gold medalist. Uh, he's won an NBA championship. I, he was a most improved player. Like Everything about him, he's, he's got enough on the resume to become a to Hall of Famer, so no doubt in my mind. I think he's gonna likely win six man if the Cavs stay in the running. Mm-hmm. I think that is. I think that's that's the sealer. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, he's got an Olympic medal. He's represented our country uh, and played well in international play. Eleven time rebound, eleven uh, 2010 eleven rebound champion, NBA champion. Uh, yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. What's the what's the voting percentage um, that guys have to get to get in? I honestly have no idea. You know, they do the probability chances, and he's sitting at like seventy four percent right now. I don't know what the if it's I want to like say it's two thirds. Like I want to say it's like two thirds, like sixty six, maybe sixty. Oh, okay. Maybe that's that's uh, you know that's a guess. I I was I thought he was borderline before he won the title. And then I thought the title got him over the hump. Um, I know that sounds like a crazy criteria to have to have to get into the Hall of Fame, but um, you know, just that one year alone, where I think he finished second or third in MVP voting, you know, he was he was there to stay. And then you look at all the other, you know, you're a two-time All NBA gold medalist, NBA champion, you know, saying multiple-time year All Star. Um, it's it's about as good as it gets. Um. So yes, yeah, so I looked it up. It, it actually is seventy five percent of all votes cast. So, so I guess you had to receive eighteen of I think twenty five votes. I think is what it is. I think he'll get it because it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um. You know, he's a parade All American. He is. You know, played on that really good UCLA team that lost in the Final Four to Memphis with Derrick Rose. Um. So, yeah. All right. We'll go to our, our next slide here. Um, Derrick Rose, 2008 NCAA runner-up, rookie of the year, all-rookie, all, you know, MVP, all-NBA, three-time all-star, um, but obviously, you know, battled injuries for a long time and really reinvented his career. So, I so love Derrick Rose. I <laughs> love Derrick Rose, but I do not have him as a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'm... I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go no with that right now. Um, he doesn't have an NBA championship. That's a big thing. Um, being the three-time All-Star, great. He's got the MVP. He might. He might go down as the only MVP not in the uh, in the Hall of Fame. Now, let's say he rewrites that. Let's say he wins two titles in the next three years or something like that. Do we reevaluate? If he wins two titles in like a six-man, I think you definitely reevaluate. Okay. Okay. Uh, Going back uh, to just real quick, back to Kevin Love. I'm going to go ahead and say that if we're going to go ahead and put Kevin Love in the in the Hall of Fame, Mitch Richmond definitely deserves to be there because his resume is so similar that you, you, I don't even think you know what you're talking about, Tim. 
<laughs> it is it is so Mitch similar. Richmond. Mitch Richmond gold, gold medal, six times, six-time all-star, NBA champion, all-star game MVP, three-time all-second NBA, two-time all-third NBA, rookie of the year, number two, uh, retired by Sacramento. Number 23, re- <laughs> retired from Kansas State. Yeah, he belongs there, Tim. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Mitch Richmond can stay. Dolph Chase has to go. He never shot over 40%, and he's in the Hall of Fame. So, All right. All right. We can dump old Dolph. I don't, Tim, I don't have any. I have no Tim, you were against Mitch Richmond? Yeah. Mitch Richmond. You guys kind of hang on to this. Yeah, you're naming a team that was really good. I mean, in that case, should I put Nick Anderson win with Penny Hardaway? Yeah. All three of those guys should have been in. <laughs> Chris Hardaway. Okay. Thanks, Sean. Sorry. <laughs> Throw no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Anyone else want to touch on D-Rose before we move on? Nah. I, I really think the NBA, the, the MVP puts him borderline. I know that he had a lot of injuries during his career, but – Something tells me that that's going to – I feel like he's going to get in. I feel like one day they're going to vote him in. I think the fact that he doesn't – we talked about that. He's got a FIBA title. I think he was on the 2012 FIBA team that won it, but he doesn't have an Olympic medal. I think it's going to be one of the things they're going to look at that because I think they really do value Team USA. Put him on the next team. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. All right. So we had to go put these two as a tandem because they're besties. Um, Kyle Lowry played for the Grizzlies, Rockets, Raptors, and Heat. 2015-16 All-NBA, six-time All-Star, 2016 Olympic gold medalist, 2019 NBA champion. What do you guys think? Yes. That's Kevin Love all over again. Pretty close. Yeah, Kyle Lowry's in for me. I'm Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say he's in. This is a guy also who like got a little bit better as he got older, like mm-hmm. year after year. And, and the NBA championship puts him over a uh, six time all-star. He's an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. I, I think that uh, Kyle Lowry is definitely going to be in the hall of fame. Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely, I, I like him. And like, like you said, Sean, like that, like Houston run when you first started to see him be decent mm-hmm. and then they like, just get rid of him for nothing at Toronto. Yep. And he ends up just being terrific there. Um, probably, you know, probably, you know, if you look at like the way Wade's the all-time greatest heat player, I think Lowry's probably the all-time greatest Raptor. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's yeah. Why? Kawhi, <laughs> I mean, they won a title with a finals MVP. Like that's basically like the, they're like LeBron Miami heat kind of thing. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then of course our guy, DeMar DeRozan, Raptors, Spurs, and Bulls. Four-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, 2016 Olympic gold medalist, and 2022 NBA champion. <laughs> no, Demar's definitely not in yet. Not yet. I was going to say if 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 that comes true, 22 if 2022 NBA champion happens, um, I, I I think I think that that puts him close. His yeah. resume is better than Derrick Rose's, minus the MVP. Like yeah, it is. Really yeah, look at it. So yeah, um, if he gets a ring and and another another, well, he'll be he'll be an all star this year. So make him yeah, five time. Say, he'll be a five time, and he'll probably be all NBA. So he'll be probably five be all NBA. That, he might start. He might make a case after the next couple of years. Yeah, I agree. Right now, no, but I think he can certainly start making the case for himself. Yeah, and then here's a guy I forgot to make a uh, slide for. But I want to discuss, and that's uh, Rajon Rondo. So, obviously, two-time NBA champion, three-time assist champion, four-time All-Star, Steel champion, 2012 All-NBA, and four-time All-Defense. That's pretty damn good. That's that impressive. It is. I feel like Rajon Rondo gets bumped just because he's played for so many teams. Uh, he's bounced around so much. Um, yeah. But I, uh, Rondo is one of those guys that originally started out as that extra guy that the big three had that was the younger dude. And he just accelerated his career from there and became a great player. Um, I'm, I'm all in on, on Rajon Rondo making the, making it into the hall of fame. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. He's got, he's got the resume. I'm in. I, I'm in too. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, you know, like with that, with current players, obviously 
some group, like a handful of group is super easy. Like basically all the guys, the current parts have made the NBA 75. So I was trying to go guys after like that weren't there that are starting to put a career together. Um, let's obviously I'll discuss. Let's try to let's try see Clay Thompson. That's, I mean, we don't, this isn't a one-time <laughs> segment, Ben. We can do this every okay. week if you want. Like, Oh yeah. I would love that. We can put Andre yeah, Drummond on there one week. Yeah, we can... I, I would love Clay, that. Clay's in Give the Iguodala. <laughs> Iguodala would be a good one. I know. Griffin would be a good one. Yeah. Clay, Clay's a Clay's a first talent. He's a shoe in. Like I don't even. Hey, think keep, that's a hey, keep, hey, keep writing these down. Yeah, I like this okay. segment. We could literally do this yeah, as often as you guys want. We could do it once a yeah. month. Like I'm down for this. I like hey, the, doing this. The more, the more and more um, I keep seeing everybody kind of joke about Clay Thompson not making the All NBA Top 75 list. The more I realize that Dwight Howard got shafted. Yep, he did. 100 percent dead. Yeah. So I was listening to um, when I was driving up there. I was listening to uh, Old Man of the Three, JJ Reddick's pod, and they were talking about the fact Clay didn't make it, and they're like. You know, that's why I brought up the joke about Dolph Shays. So, J.J. Redick then goes, did you know that Bob Cousy never shot over 40% in a season in his entire career? That's wow. tough. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Hard that's one for tough. the Celtics faithful. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. By the way, Jason Tatum tonight. 51. Unbelievable. Yep. Awesome. Super good game. Love that kid. Um, but yeah, had a great time last night at the Rocket Mortgage, seeing the Cavs play, seeing Shakeel Alexander in person was cool. Um, he, did, he did well too, didn't he? Twenty nine points, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the thing that like blew me away the most about Evan Mobley, as you can tell, he's still getting used to the speed of NBA basketball, and he's already that good. <laughs> You're like, yeah. oh, that's 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 scary. Like that's he scary. Moved, he moves so well, man. Yeah, oh, well, wow, he, he does. He does. Yeah, he like had like a putback of his own where he missed a shot, and he had like a two-handed dunk putback, and it was like, "Oh shit, this is yeah. the world." He's a real is, deal. Yeah, if, if I think if I'm LeBron, I'm one thousand percent going to play with that guy to end my career. Him one thousand percent. He's like, he's like, Cleveland. yeah, let's. I'm coming home again. You know, Sports <laughs> Illustrated article. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And you know that guy, I, like I said. You know they got that old poster that sit on the side of the, of the Gund Arena. They're gonna roll yeah. it back out, hang it back on the side of the building, baby. Well, I was like, when I was there, and they were doing their like highlight video. LeBron's still in the highlight video, so oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's an easy plug in. Yeah, yeah. favorite son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of the Bench Mob here on the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. Um, had a lot of fun. Uh, we might keep that hall of fame segment around actually now that you know you guys have been pretty positive about it so i'd love to do that yes um you know so next week's a little different we got the afc title game and obviously our hometown team is in it so i will we will not be recording on sunday um as the game plan for now um but uh we will make sure you be sure to keep you guys posted on the on the socials when we'll have an episode uh make sure you check out shot callers had a really good episode friday with uh, jordan bonji talking yeah. about the three teams that are kind of linked to most of the trade deadline the Pacers, the Pistons, and the Kings. Those are good episodes. So um, on behalf of Josh, Ben, and Sean, thank you guys for everything. We hope I have a great time. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and now on Spotify as well, please, if you have a moment. That would be a lot. So take it easy, everyone. We'll be back.